And I'm Danica. And I'm probably 25% more awake this week than I was last week. So I'm, I think I'm at like a net zero still, but doing my best. <laughs> yeah, you know, you were like in the red before. And then now yeah. you were just like at the baseline. Yeah. Exhaustion. Yeah. I mean. I wonder why, though. I know. Really, I mean, it's been kind of a, just a normal week. Has it? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's not good. Well, I'm not joking about anything. But I was actually going to ask you, just like in general, like, uh, are you doing, how are you doing? Any Anything good that's happened in Danica's, even something, you know, small um, and cute? Um, I got to hang out with. I don't know if I talked about this last week. I I got to hang out with my old manager last week, and oh. we just um shot the shit. And I, I it was like one of the first times I've been able to like go hang out like outside mm-hmm. of the house. Mm-hmm. I don't have to use my walker anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, my like so my health is improving. It's slow, Yay. but it's happening. Like yes. tomorrow, Andrew and I have plans to go to like a show like outside of the house so i'll have my little my little cane with me and we'll just go hopefully it'll go well Um, (laughs) but i mean yeah fingers crossed for all of that stuff but no i'm love i love that you just got to go do like a a normal thing with a friend that you hadn't seen in a while yes it is nice (laughs) um also uh, Allie gave me her Discovery Plus password, so I am watching some Real Housewives of uh, Cheshire, which I believe is somewhere in Britain. Maybe, I can't yeah. understand anything they're saying, to be honest. Like, you know, like I'm a subtitles person anyway, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like, um, really thick like Scottish or like mm-hmm. Irish accents are really really difficult for me, mm-hmm. which is funny because like I'm scottish but like i just i can't understand a fucking thing that is being said and it's been really fun to just watch something a little bit new so that's good like i'm always down for like when people give you like when something when there's that like trust moment where they're like Mm -hmm. you can have my password to something oh my god i know i I need to do that for for like showtime i think and Mm -hmm. disney plus and yeah frankly i mean probably discovery too yeah (laughs) I mean, I have Disney Plus if you want Disney Plus. I trust you with that information. It's also Andrew's, so I don't have to worry about it. I think the most embarrassing part about sharing your password with somebody is that they have to know your password. (laughs) Isn't that the worst? When you you have to be like, I promise it's not like this embarrassing reason why I chose this password. (laughs) My passwords are terrible. They are not good. Remember the passwords we have for our account? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i love that one still, I'm still laughing i i still think like if you pledge enough money to our patreon we'll tell you the embarrassing password but it has to be a significant amount of money because then we'll have to come up with something new and i won't remember it and then i'll be like oh god jenna i got locked out of the accounts i can't do any work oops <laughs> Oh, good. Because, yeah, the, what it currently is, neither of us forget it. <laughs> no. It's, it's very good. Um, oh. Jenna, what was a good thing that happened to you this week? Well, let's see here. I Well, I went on a date last week. 
Yes. How'd it go? Uh, I went on a date with this this lovely woman, and mm-hmm. uh, we have a second date on Sunday. <gasps> yes. Wow, a and Sunday date. I know a Sunday date. Um, and she is tolerating my bachelor uh, discussion, so that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, but it's kind of funny because I sent Danica a photo of her. She looks like Danica when Danica had long hair. And I'm dying at myself for just, like, doing the most Portland thing ever, I feel like. You really do. You really do. And, like, also, like, didn't you go on a date a while ago with someone that, like, whose name was Jenna. So it's like you're either dating someone with, like, identical names to us or dating someone that looks just like your other lesbian friend, you know? Um, It's – I kind of love it. Um, And I texted you and you were like, well, I just hope that she's not as crazy as me for your sake. Yeah, just for everyone involved, I think Mm -hmm. it would be better. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also, like, kudos to her if she can match me, you know? (laughs) I would love to be the same Danica in one situation, to be honest. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. No, no I want to keep my business and pleasure. <laughs> oh, no. That's smart. That's like, <laughs> laughing my ass off because like, the reason I even started this podcast is my ex-girlfriend from like almost four years ago bought me a microphone. Yes. And she was on a couple episodes before I found you. So that's kind of funny. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it was like early, early. <laughs> How times have changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be your replacement girlfriend. Yes. I'm sorry that I moved away without consulting you. Yeah, I was pretty sad about it, but I do have at least 20 vibrators that I'm looking at right now, so we're good. You know. Do you have, like, a crown of them? Like, you know how people were obsessed with Game of Thrones? Like, there was that chair... The I did do a throne. photo shoot that was similar to that. Remember, I'm yeah. on the ground and I'm surrounded by them. Yeah. I need to rearrange them because soon I'm getting – oh, my God. This is another good thing that happened to me. I splurged and bought a, like, one-of-a-kind special edition VHS set of Twilight. Never oh. existed before this. And it has, like, a really fancy art cover for each um, – tape so i'm just like really excited about it but when i get that i have to rearrange my whole twilight shelf which currently shares space with my vibrator and dildo collection a mess Um, yes so i have to like rearrange everything and i'm really excited about that process so honestly the fix your life you can't (laughs) you can't have those things touching also (laughs) another interesting thing that happened to me last week was um so i don't know if like listeners of the pod know i have like two dogs that i like grew up with And we're living with them currently since we moved in with my mom. And one of their names is Jasper. And Andrew was like, oh, I got you, like, a present. And I was like, for why, though? Like, why? Mm -hmm. Um, Which I'm fine with because I love gifts. I love giving them. I love receiving them. And it came in. I opened it. And it was a Jasper, like, Barbie doll from, like, Twilight. And I I immediately – I feel like one of us texted Jenna, like, immediately, yeah, immediately. and was just like, look at the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and you had told me that forever ago that you named your childhood dog after Jasper. And I had just, like, logged it in my brain somewhere until mm-hmm. recently. And it makes me so happy. They look yeah. identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's It's very unfortunate for human Jasper actor, but, like, my, like, 14, 15-year-old pug looks really exactly like him. They only – they share the thing that they only have three teeth. 
Um, they smell like shit. <laughs> and they only get one line of dialogue in New Moon. Right. Exactly. But that's the only line that my dog Jasper can deliver. <laughs> so, I mean, like, really, just- the, the human Jasper was my dog's stunt double because he just couldn't do a lot of the tasks that were asked of him. So, you know, we do what we have to do to survive. Right. I think I need to get him a wig. <laughs> so yes. So he can do cosplay. God, I, like, hate that, like, all the gifts that I'm going to get are just, like, <laughs> you're probably just going to get, like, a Justin Timberlake ramen noodle wig and just yeah. be, like, put this on your dog now. And I'm going to have to do it. Like, I have to oblige. <laughs> and it will be funny. So you're welcome for when this actually happens. I can't wait. Can't wait. Um, yeah, so, wow. We're killing it. I think both of us are really living our best lives. Um, and I or at least the- doing our best. <laughs> I hope this isn't my best life, but I am trying really hard. <laughs> Currently really hoping this is not the, uh, Ugh, the correct the timeline. Um, yeah, our thoughts to everybody in Ukraine right now. It's been... It's mm-hmm. a- Really shitty fucking timeline. Yeah. I hate it. This world. Super great. Uh, it's like one of those things where like I don't want to like make light of the situation at all, even mm-hmm. though this is like a comedy podcast. But mm-hmm. it's like it's scary enough on like our end and we're not like we we're not uh directly like a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, but like I know that I have some like coworkers who, mm-hmm. whose like uh, partners are in the military and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. are heading out kind of soon. So like, it has like ramic- ramifications for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like thoughts, yeah. not not thoughts and prayers. I hate that I started that <laughs> sentence, but. <laughs> Like, actual, like, warm thoughts for everyone yeah. who is, like, yeah. being, like, directly affected in mm-hmm. any capacity. And, like, also, like, if you're reading the news and just feeling anxious. Jenna and I were talking a little bit before about um, there was, like, someone on Twitter a while ago who I think was a therapist but was just, like, you are not supposed to, like, we were not built to endure this amount of news and, like, human suffering all at one mm-hmm. time. And, like, originally it was about the pandemic but now it's kind of just all the things going on like it's ukraine it's like the mask mandates being lifted it's Mm -hmm. like a lot of stuff happening for a lot of people so just know like if you need to take a break from all of it um do whatever you gotta do for your own like mental health and well-being that's what i've been doing i've been just like self-caring a bunch and listening to like random podcasts and trying to just like Find a space <laughs> that you can just, like, breathe for a moment. I think that's all you can mm-hmm. really do is just find one spot where you can just, like, let go. Because you're going to immediately go back to holding tension in your body. Um, so if you find yeah. one spot in the in your, like, day in your life that you can let go, that's, like, I think key. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I did? I rewatched this episode of The Bachelor today, and it didn't make <laughs> anything better. It made my life worse but I did get some clarity on things I was telling Jenna like I watched it on Monday and I was like I feel like I'm not understanding what's going on Mm -hmm. and it might have been the 
wine that I had consumed that night, or I might just be a little stupid. <laughs> I rewatched it today and I was like, oh, I think I'm getting it a different message this time around but some things i think that i said were true and like yes. the the shitty part of it is like jenna and i can't text in real time anymore because i don't want to spoil her so it's like i i feel like i had like a moment of like clarity and i like wrote it down to send her and then by the time she was like done watching it i was like oh i'm like really drunk <laughs> i cannot have this conversation <laughs> I know that's probably my least favorite part about the time change, the time distance. It's like, (laughs) it's not even like an hour difference, too. It's like fully two hours apart. Like, I finish the episode before you even start, which is like the worst. I love when you send me a text, you're all like, have fun. I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this. Um, So, let's talk about Bachelor Nation happenings for a little bit. It's kind of been Mm -hmm. a slowish week. but I did want to talk about something that's been kind of happening over the last couple of weeks, and it's really no um, major developments, but it's, like, just something to I've been watching, is that basically, you know, um, Marissa and Riley broke up a couple of weeks ago, um, mm-hmm. and they released a statement through a magazine, and no one, this statement was super vague. It was just like, you know, we respect each other, we love each other, and we're moving on better ways, you know, no big deal. Um, and then none of them but really do made- they, though? I know, exactly. Because <laughs> then we started getting weird subtweets, right? Like, yeah. Marissa was like, not all that shines is gold, things of that nature. I think she used a song in something that was kind of, like, insinuating, like, don't move too fast into something. It's not great. Mm-hmm. I think they were moving in with each other when all this was kind of happening. So I'm sure there was a lot of drama with that, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a week or two ago, Demi, who, you know, we fucking love, not um not really um we have problems with her we she's whatever um she tweeted some like tweets that were like y'all got the narrative wrong on that breakup and we're like what was the the narrative was that everything was fine like what are you talking about like there was no narrative right right so it's kind of weird she's just like you got that breakup so wrong we're like what but like and everyone was kind of mad at her for, like, bringing attention to something that's not really directly involved with her. But it turns out she's actually really close friends with Marissa. I think they maybe even live together now. I don't know. Oh, weird. Um, and Marissa, like, liked it and retweeted it or something. And then last week, Deandra, who was also on Paradise during all of this, she tweeted, um, I'm not an inherently messy person, but when I see things in real time that and then see someone skew that perception for social media, it's very scary. It's not okay by any means to be the catalyst of your own demise and then go onto socials and ask for public sympathy. There are always two sides of the story. And this is immediately following that Riley had finally kind of made a long post on his profile that was just really like, thanks for the support, everybody. This has been the hardest time of my like life. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for my like support system and my mom. And it was just like a really sweet like post so I guess, like, Deandra's, like, responding to that, essentially being, like, don't act like you didn't do something to get yourself to this situation. Mm. Eh, I don't really know. And nothing really else has happened from it. I think Marissa, like, retweeted that as well. But so. also, like, I feel like I'm not as, like, up to date on, like, Bachelor stuff. But I never felt, like, like, I wonder, I guess, like, when you said you guys are getting the wrong side of the story, mm-hmm. like, that Demi said that, I was like, oh, so, like, Riley's right? Because, like, mm-hmm. I always assumed it was, like, a Marissa. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she caught him doing something, I guess, is the vibe that I got. Or, mm-hmm. like, I just yeah. wasn't really sure. But um, 
I am curious as to what all of that, like, actually means. Yeah, same. I guess I just hope for the best for everyone, but it's like, I don't know, like, is it, did Riley cheat? Like, I don't know. It's it's all so vague, and I, and that's fine. Like, if Marissa doesn't want to say what happened, I think that's her, you know, right to not. Yeah. But it is interesting that, like, her friends are, like, coming out and saying something, but yeah. like, what's going on? <laughs> like, cue that, like, Carly Simon, you're so vain, but just say, <laughs> you're so vague. <laughs> I, like, I don't know, uh... <laughs> what to think about that yeah. situation. I just think it's kind of sad. Yeah, it is, ultimately. Because they were really cute and sweet, and they were probably the only couple I really cared about um, from Paradise this season. Yeah. You know, because, I don't know. Other than, I'm now obsessed with Becca and Thomas. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think, aren't we all a little bit, like, low-key obsessed with, like, Kenny and Mari? Like, just a little bit. <laughs> Are you calling me out specifically? I say we as a general population yeah. that consists of Jenna. <laughs> but also, like, I like them, too. No, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're cute. No, they're cute. Somehow, like, the couples that ended up being together this season were, like, kind like, surprisingly, like, rootable. That's not mm-hmm. a word, but you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's funny. Like, on my date, she, I was talking to her about... She was like, well, are there ever really any, like, character types that are, like, the quirky girl who likes, like, um, taxidermy and things like that? And I said, funny you should mention. Kendall. There's a woman named Kendall. <laughs> and I, I went into, like, a 10-minute story about all of what Kendall did in her life on the show. And then um, my date left. But, no, it was great. Yes, um, no. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, remember that meme, like, from six months ago that was, like, Fellas, it's a red flag if, like, you're the you're the red flag in this situation. Yeah. But I appreciate you. Exactly. Um, like I said, it's a pretty slow week. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about is that Lauren, of Lauren and Ari, dyed her hair brown um, from Bright Blonde. Uh, yeah. People were like, oh, my God, do you think it's because he really was actually into, like, he really is into brunettes and he misses his true love, Becca? And that's why she dyed it brown. And I think that's silly and simple. Yeah. But it made me think of a conspiracy. It suddenly hit me. I, like, saw through the Matrix. And I was like, <gasps> Did you? You saw Ari's season, right? Or, yeah. 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 Yes. And the breakup with Becca and everything. I think. Didn't we watch that together? No. We might have. No. Yeah, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. So, my Janon is that. All of that was a setup. Like, all of it. He was going to pick Lauren from the beginning. And the producers were like, ooh, we actually don't want Mama Mia as the Bachelorette. Because my theory is that they actually don't like Mama Mia as a person. Even though they had her on for a couple more seasons. Mm-hmm. I don't think they really wanted her as a lead. And she was set up to be that lead. That was going to be the next one coming out of that yes. season. Right? I wanted everyone her to be the lead. That. Yeah, everyone was like, oh, no, I guess yes, that's it. And then... They were like, oh, we've, we kind of like really need to do something fucking wild that we've never done before. And they knew that like he was going to be with Lauren really. And they're like, that's fine. Guess what? Hey, Ari. Hey, buddy. You know, we know you'd do anything for us. We're going to have, we're going to do this kind of crazy thing. Lauren's going to be good with it. We're going to tell Lauren about it. 
but you're going to pick Becca and then we're going to do this whole breakup thing. And then we're going to film you going to Lauren and getting back with her right away. Cause that whole scene where they filmed it of them getting back together was so like, she's just like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll take you back. Like there was no like, you know, my only thought is like, do you think that's giving him a lot of credit? <laughs> a lot of acting credit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, if you remember those scenes, like he just kept looking down the entire time. And he like, I, I kind of like, even when I was watching it, I felt like, he doesn't really want to be doing this, though, but I think he's doing it because he has to, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, if those producers right. were like, hey, this will work out great, and they even maybe manipulated him and said, hey, it actually won't be that big of a deal. Like, America will understand because you you are going to end up with your actual true love. And which kind of worked, you know, in the long run, people do like him and Lauren together. Um so he's not, but he is still kind of hated for what he did, but like it's mm-hmm. fine because Becca got her bachelorette story, right? Like it yeah. all like so I just I'm thinking that's what happened and that mm. it was all fake ish. Except for Becca. I don't think Becca knew. I think she actually No, suffered. I don't think Becca knew at all. <laughs> Becca wouldn't have worn that shirt if she knew. You gotta wear a different outfit for the for that conversation, you know, like uh you it's, don't have to agree. I just think, you know, it's just. It, it, I will admit that it's a theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got me there. That's a theory. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, it just would, it would kind of suck if, mm-hmm. if that were the thing. And then Becca's story is like, oh, you get to date a racist for two years. And then have half of America be mad at you because he gets to have an opinion, you know, like. Of what just just like what a shit show for her, but I'm glad that she and Thomas are doing well. Yeah. The other thing about like Lauren, I wonder, do like blondes have the same thing that like I have had as a brunette person, where when you're going through trauma, crisis, etc., you're like, I'm gonna cut my hair off and dye it blonde. Mm-hmm. Is it the opposite? Like. Is that a thing? I don't know. I've never had that experience. Yeah, exactly. No, it is usually the other way. I feel like. (laughs) Well, when I dyed my hair brunette from blonde, like a million years ago, it was because I was trying to hide from my ex-husband who was Mm. stalking me. (laughs) Maybe that's the theory. Maybe that's what we should be exploring. She's trying to escape from him. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's so dumb he won't recognize me. Right. I I mean... I accept that theory, actually. <laughs> She's like, I have t- twin infants. I'm going to go now, actually. This is none of this is what I signed up for. <laughs> oh, it's so wild. <laughs> so many people are having babies. I'm like, yeah, gross. Wait, did Ashley? <laughs> Shut up. That's not, that's not <laughs> nice. You're a nanny. You need this to continue <laughs> for your own livelihood, bitch. Like, no, but I mean, like, do you. I guess I forgot what I was going to say. Ashley and Jared did have their baby finally after about 90 months of gestation. Yes. They yeah, were the pregnant longest. for like probably since paradise too. <laughs> That's how long it's felt for me. Like, I don't know. Um, also, I want to say very briefly, I love Jared and Caitlin, but. Jason. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Jason. <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh, I'm so out of it. Uh with like the news i'm just creating new couples that are even more chaotic i'm just pairing old couples back together but yeah there was that picture of jason and caitlin from earlier in the week where you and i texted about it we were just like this isn't a picture right like this 
This is starting to look like two of those, like, like those Twitter accounts where, like, these people do not exist, where it's just, like, <laughs> oh, you can tell something is off because, like, one of their ears is, like, a little bit, like, distorted or, like, blurry or something. But I was, like, what is happening? It's, like, and a also, <laughs> Yes. And, like, I think I told you earlier in the week that I am officially revoking Jason's brother's gay card because... <laughs> The hair is never addressed. Like, someone has to do something. Or maybe, like, I don't have enough information, and he's tried so many times where he's like, boundaries for me, I can't tell you about your hair anymore. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Like, Jason will listen to him anymore. <laughs> he's like, like, fine, fine, fine. I'm walking away from this. Like, you can't, mm. like, get educated, bro. I mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I... It's, it is concerning. It is. It looks a little bit like a Jared hair, so I understand why you made that assumption. Yeah. Because I always think also Jared is maybe trying to send, like, a help signal to us, like, you know, that like he needs help with his hair. Right. You know, I so maybe Jason's doing that. When, like, Bachelor Nation people start growing out their hair, I do get a little concerned. Like, it's, it's like, kind of the same thing that I was talking about earlier, what, like, when you dye your hair blonde or you do, like, you do whatever, like, when the straight men start growing out their hair, it's supposed to, like, they're trying to spell something out. They're going you know? through something. They're going through something. Um, They've really been going through it a lot lately, men. I feel bad for them. Uh, it's so, so It's just, like, white men just, like, really deserve so much empathy mm-hmm. during this time. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine what they're going through? Mm-mm. No, it would be really hard, actually. I don't tell, like, if, like, if I had to go through what it's like for them to be treated by women, you know, like, I wouldn't, no, like, it would no. be hard. I don't think I can handle it. Yeah. It's I will just say, like, everyone pray for me because I am, you know, I'm dating a white man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm engaged to one, in fact. So, like, and he's also been growing his hair out. So, everyone go in the comments and ask Andrew how he's doing. Um... <laughs> I am now realizing he's not well. <laughs> and I wonder why. Who fucking knows? Oh, my God. <laughs> he's one of the funniest white cis men I know, though. I tell you what. He, like, literally sends just, like, a bit emoji in the group chat, and I laugh because he's, like, sending yeah. it to the weirdest, like, photo I sent. And he's just, like, Rant. And I'm like, what? You're such a dumbass. I know. I sweet him. dumbass. Sweet dumbass. Um, so, speaking of sweet dumbasses, um... Clayton. Uh, I don't know if that's related, actually. I don't know if Andrew would appreciate being compared compared to Clayton in, like, any way, shape, or form, but we can continue as though that were a good tangent. I think it is actually a good tangent. I think he means well, but he... This man can't drive his own life. Like, he has no idea what he's doing, right? Nope. Nope. Um, So, just as an aside, I am very upset... Because this week, they, you know, mid-episode, mid they went to Austria. There was no Sound of Music mention. <laughs> um, there was no, like, the only brief thing they had at the end was, like, Lederhosen. And it's just, yeah. like, there were so many references you could have made. You could have had a hilltop picnic date and, like, oh like gosh. the... The hills are alive with the sound of music kind of thing. You could have escaped from Nazis using the help of nuns. Like, there were so many things that you could have done, and it just wasn't done. 
I'm a upset. Waste. A waste. A waste. A waste of a plane ticket for all of these people, to be honest. Um, so that's my only complaint about The Bachelor for this week. Just kidding. Lovely. Yes. Okay. It's going to be a stan account now. I know. The rest of the episode, perfect. Yay. Choice. Um, so this week we come in to kind of wrap up the nighttime date that Sarah had in Croatia, um, which essentially means like Sarah's coming back to her triumphant return um, clutching her date rose and Mara is basically going to shit a brick about it. Um, so and this is kind comes- of what begins like the kind of downward spiral of both of these women. Yes. Yes. Which some of it I think is very weird, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to that a little later. Um, Sarah says something was brought to Clayton's attention and efforts to tear our relationship down, but to be honest, it only made it stronger. Um, It's no one's place to tell Clayton what they think I am ready for, and I hope that you can tell me who brought this to him, which I'm like, yes, snaps, that's correct, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Mm -hmm. There are many times where I'm like, yes, Sarah is right, and there are other times where I'm like, "Eh?" like, I don't know. I don't know. She's not doing herself any favors, at least. Right. This is one of those times where I'm like, yes, correct. (laughs) Um, So Mara is just like in this like phase. She's like smirking, rolling her eyes. Um, Eventually she gets to the point in Sarah's speech where she says something like, I talked to him about how I felt about my situation. And then it was wild to me that one person got two one-on-ones when two people have not gotten a one-on-one. And that's, you know, I've been here since day one ready for an engagement i don't know what you're here for and like i feel like that last sentence kind of buried you a little bit Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you're not right (laughs) in this situation (laughs) you're fine to feel weird about clayton like not giving you a one-on-one not getting um like the one of the other women, is it Genevieve that hasn't had? Yeah, Genevieve one? and even uh, uh, Eliza. There's mm, another yes. one there. Yeah. Um. So like, she's fine to feel that way, but mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, I'm like in my 30s, and I don't know what this 23 year old is here for. Is not like the best take ever, mm-hmm. and it could be true. I mean, it's probably true, but like, that's none of your business really yeah and also know? sarah's been there from day one too all of you've been there from day one mm-hmm. this is for once a season where they didn't bring anyone in mm-hmm. you know mid-season so like you know that's also like what and again i don't know what you're here for you're just completely pulling that out of nothing mm-hmm. that we are seeing at least you know and if there's more to it then you need to have more to back up that saying you know right i mean like it's none of your business really mm-hmm. what she's here for but like to just assume that because she's like younger that mm-hmm. she's not here for the same reasons that you are is just like why w- like i wouldn't bring that up to somebody i would just let them kind of fuck around and find out you know mm-hmm. like you can have your suspicions about something and like vent to other people but you don't have to vent to the person who's actually like in this relationship with another person because mm-hmm. like you just said you have no idea yeah <laughs> So, like, how is that helping build your case at all? You're like, I know that I don't know anything, but let me tell you what I think about it. You're like, okay. Right. Well, no, if you don't know anything, then... Oh, my God. So then Sarah 
basically, like, comes back at her, and I guess it's with a lie. Like, at the moment, I was kind of like, yes, Sarah, because I don't yeah. remember the previous week, so I just assumed Clayton did say this, mm-hmm. but everyone seems to recall that he didn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm trusting that, but apparently she says Clayton identified this like last minute, like throwing me under the bus as it's like an attempt to like save face for somebody who's obviously going to go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is funny that she says this after Mara has admitted that like she said the thing. That is pretty petty. It's re- it's like really mean, but I was kind of I was laughing because yes. like Mara's wrong. Like I'm sorry, like. She yeah. might be, like, right, uh, like, she just can't be, like, judging someone's intentions about it. And, like, it yeah. might be, like, something she's definitely feeling. Mm-hmm. But, yes. yeah, I mean, I don't remember Clayton saying anything like that. I didn't go and watch the, like, older episode. But that just, <laughs> it doesn't seem like he has the forethought to <laughs> say something like that. Yeah. You know? Um. <laughs> So, like, she could be right and I could be wrong, but I just, like, I feel like I would remember if he said something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to do my research more clearly, but no. also, no, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm not watching another episode of this season ever again. Um, the, I think, like, the closest he ever got to saying something like that was, like, an admonition that he might have put a target on her back by giving her two one-on-one dates in a row. But he doesn't say anything about the other women outside of – like, he especially didn't say that, I feel like. Um, But, like, I think think maybe, if anything, Sarah might tell, like, little lies that don't matter a whole Mm -hmm. lot, you Mm -hmm. know? Like Mm – and, like, honestly, I do that, too. Hello, Sarah's just a podcaster in training, you know? Like, we all tell little bullshit white lies, right? Exactly. <laughs> just me? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, regardless of, of whatever, like, Sarah was trying to do, it kind of had the intended effect on Mara, where she's just getting more pissed off, and she's like, that's great. Um, Sarah, like, leaves um, saying shit about how... <laughs> Mara will soon be in a middle seat on a flight home drinking cheap wine as she heads back to the Jersey Turnpike, which is true. <laughs> so, sorry. Yeah. Remember, I remember when you, seasons ago, you were, like, comparing the differences between the types of seasons, and you were like, I just love when women fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're so much better at it, and this is such they a do clean... They do it right. E- yeah, and this is such a clean example of, like, this is incredibly bitchy for Sarah to have done that after Mara... Ex- says I was the one that did this, but it's like that's good that's good fighting. That's good TV. That's good fighting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the men fight, they're just like, I'm gonna rip your dick off and I'm like, okay, that's incredibly disgusting. And like also yeah. are you gay? Like, okay. Like, <laughs> this doesn't achieve anything other than I'm no. turned on. But it's like just... <laughs> when the men fight, it's scary and when the women fight it's scary (laughs) (laughs) that's that audio i support women's rights but i also support women's wrongs yes oh my god yes women's wrongs are the best i love it (laughs) this is two wrongs and i love it so whatever regardless we're still heading into a rose ceremony (laughs) i have to say unfortunately like i am not um I never got 
behind i don't understand mara i guess i don't know where she's coming from um so like i'm sure she's a fine person but i just like the edit that i saw of her i was like "Mm, i don't get you and i think that you're wrong probably but i will say that mara had the best Mm -hmm. dress of the season Mm -hmm. so far like that dress was doing her a million like like it's not uh, I wanted to say like a million favors, but like she has like a body yaddy yaddy also. Like she just like picked a dress that was fucking stunning. Like that dress was stellar. She looked amazing. She was yeah. still wrong, but like her dress was doing something for me, you know? I loved it. That's every day of my life I get up out of bed and put on very cute clothes to be wrong outside, mm-hmm. outside of my room. That's what we did today. Yeah. <laughs> so we put on clothes kind of. To talk about how wrong we are on this podcast. <laughs> so, um, basically, right before we don't get much before the rose ceremony because it's very a few amount of people, but we get this very hilarious moment where Clayton's like, "Oh, Serene, can I pull you aside? I want to like talk to you." And he goes outside with her, and they sit down on this sofa, and there's two mason jars filled with little battery lights. Mm-hmm. And he's like, remember when you um, trauma dumped on me? I barely remember it, but I remember something about fireflies. So anyway, here's this. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, I remember it was my dead cousin or something. And it's like he I feel like he had that moment on his face where he was like, oh, I actually didn't remember the context of this, but. You're welcome. And that's all we kind of got. She thought it was a really sweet gesture. I was like, oh, this is very, like, uh, twee, like, Zoe Deschanel takes over West Elm, you know? But, like, I think it was a thoughtful gesture. Yeah. We kid. Yeah. Um, He's, I just think it's funny that she gave him so much praise for it. And he loves it so much. That's, like, a theme for me, though. That's why I just, like, can't stop laughing. It's, like, this man demands so no he doesn't demand sorry he lives for like just like the ancient spit of like validation Mm -hmm. and it's just fun to watch kind of i'm just like i hope somebody hugs him like really good you know because he does need it clearly because he's like really not doing well i feel like sometimes when you need a good hug you need someone who's like bigger than you that can just squeeze but unfortunately he's the biggest man like, you would have to hire someone really expensive to hug this man in the way that he needs to be hugged in order to find a successful relationship. It's you know what so I mean? true. Yeah. That's very true. Like, I don't Ugh. even know who else is bigger than him. No. Clay? <laughs> Clay Harbour, yeah, maybe? Yeah, Clay could do it. Yeah, Clay could He's trying him. to be relevant. Get him yeah. back in here. Yeah, let's tweet him. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, nothing really happens. Um, and then we get the rose ceremony. And- I'm so glad that you said that. I put a note in my in our like document just in case I had to say it. Just like, please say rose ceremony correctly. <laughs> I can't fucking do it still. It's really hard. <laughs> Andrew watched me typed it and he was like rose ceremony. And I was like, stop. No, I have to get in the headspace where I can say it. Ugh, still. So far we've not messed up Clayton's name, so I'm happy with um how this episode is going. <laughs> oh, just wait. Like, I saw the whiskey. You have my little cup of wine over here. Like, it's going to happen. We'll say it wrong at some point. But Oh, oh, I guess we, there is something that happens. Yes. So yeah, I forgot this whole scene. Basically, uh, we get a totally random 
and not at all planned moment between Sarah and Mara where they walk onto a carpeted area outside and there's all these like lights set up so like they were definitely not gonna fight this was not like a pre-planned thing no the camera that was set up to the left was like just there by accident no it I mean we love a red carpet argument to be honest um (laughs) Mara basically informs Sarah that her comment was insensitive and ignorant um, and accuses her of acting as if Clayton's a trophy to be won. Isn't that like a line from Hercules or something? Like, I am not a trophy to be won. What is mm-hmm. that? No, I think actually that's a good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I'm uh, here. I will look at it. It's a, it's a Disney movie line, but uh, funny for a 30 30- three or four year old woman but sarah looks perplexed um just kind of denies everything um and she says like mara says confidence is great overconfidence is not cute and that's kind of where you're headed it would behoove you to take a step back in your comments and I just, like, I don't understand this because this happens every season because they mm-hmm. said the same thing about Nate last mm-hmm. season, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, his overconfidence, um, yeah. Like, people's confidence is affecting my relationship. And I'm like, no, that's your own head getting in the way of your mm-hmm. own relationship. Like, other people's, like, feelings shouldn't really have anything to do with you. And that's kind of where I get lost in this whole episode's, like, discourse, even with Colton's, like, eventual like sending home of sarah i'm like i don't like it's not like clicking with me like what her overconfidence has to do with anything i can see like the like white lies becoming a problem but Mm -hmm. it's very clearly laid out to be like from the other women that like sarah's confidence is an issue for them and they wanted to leave and i'm like well that's you that's your problem right yeah wrong no it's 100 percent it's so silly. It's so like, and, and they they would do this, I guess, anyone who just had a bunch of confidence, but it, they, and they do every season. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a you problem. Yeah. That's a you problem. And also like, I think you're fine. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think the reason you're almost going to go home is because of this. In Mara's case, it's because he, they've not made a connection. He's not, he's only interested in like five women. Like it's okay. That doesn't mm-hmm. speak to anything of your value or who you are as a human, like, mm-hmm. and that, and I, and I get, I, I know, I know that if I were in that position, I would feel that same way. I would feel like it's an attack to my character and who I am, right? And then no one likes me because this tree doesn't like me. But like, <laughs> you know. But anyway, hopefully she can go home and be like, uh, "This has nothing to do with me." You know, it's whatever. But yeah, y- this is your problem. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like this and all the other women are like that and i'm like but i also don't believe it fully either i mean i think she's just making drama too but like i don't believe that gabby is like gonna go home because she feels like sarah has a better connection I'm like no you're all like fine it's fine <laughs> like, you guys got here so far like what the fuck else are you worried about weirdos <laughs> like and i always love that it's like oh we finally got rid of the villain everything's gonna be great i'm like you're just gonna find something to nitpick about the other people and go on right. this fucking crazy journey it's and I know that we're like speak like we're just like speaking to the that's just what happens and that's and I and I guess I still find it fascinating right because like that is the psychosis of the show like it is fascinating to see people kind of lose it a little bit mm-hmm. um because of the, of course they would you know yeah but yeah it's whatever 
Um, so we find out, though, that apparently all the women are Team Mara, which kind of shocked me. I did not see that coming because they all mm-hmm. apparently hate Sarah for being a liar and being too confident. And they're eavesdropping. It's really kind of funny. to see it's just watching the women peek around the curtain. Of course, not planned at all. Um, never. Never. Um, and yeah, anyway, so we get the rose ceremony <laughs> and uh, um, Susie, Serene, Gabby, and Genevieve join Teddy, Sarah, and Rachel um, and staying for another torturous week. And we say goodbye to Mara and Eliza, who didn't get any time, which is really yeah. unfortunate. But I guess at least we're not talking shit about her, so. Yeah, thank God. You saved. <laughs> you got saved. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, as they yeah. travel to Austria, Susie gets the first one-on-one date. Mm-hmm. Um, Susie gets the pretty woman experience. Mm-hmm. Um, why do they only do this on the like the men's seasons? Uh, didn't Matt do this with Rachel Kirkconnell? Uh, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. They do it historically mostly on the men's season, but the two that are coming to my mind is Rachel Lindsay with Brian, and then Nick mm-hmm. with Demi. No, um, sorry, Nick with Corinne. Yep, that makes sense too. But it was Corinne's date. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that. Oh, you're right. And also, he's a bachelor. Does <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So no, I guess but- just Rachel and Brian. Really, <laughs> that I'm thinking of. Yeah, but like. Also on Nick's season, Corinne was the one that, like, decided to oh, take him right, shopping. Yes, exactly. She paid for all the stuff, yes. Mm-hmm. You're so right. Yeah. I wonder no. if she regrets. Well, I mean, Danica, men have money and women don't get paid as much, so. Did you know that Did women you know? only you get dumbass? paid 70%, you know? <laughs> <sighs> but, uh, yeah, Susie gets the first one-on-one date in Austria. Um, Clayton says a bizarre sentence that I feels to me like it has nothing to do with shopping if there was ever a moment to celebrate you for being the individual that you are that's what today is about um Susie is kind of overwhelmed by the experience and is like I just feel like today brought us so much closer I would feel the same if people paid for my bills um (laughs) he made a point to tell me what he sees in me and that's why I think it meant so much and then like she kind of comes home and like Gabby's face is everything gabby's like upsetty spaghetti um gabby is me gabby is all of us um and then they kind of send all of that shit home and then this guy that's like Fräulein Susie or whatever and like brings in this like gorgeous like designer like couture like red dress looking thing and like i find myself as a person who is wearing like who has been wearing the same like sweatpants for like probably five days now like I'm like if I could dress like that I would and like if I put that on I would feel so uncomfortable I would die but also I'd be like (laughs) do you you ever have those moments where you're just like not for me but like I want it for me do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean yeah Mm mm-hmm the pink dress with the like feathers was totally that. I was like, yeah. I, that wouldn't fit my aesthetic at all, but I like desperately need to try it on and just like touch yeah. the feathers really quick. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I was like, I was trying to think of like which Sesame Street character it reminded me of, and I couldn't think of it. But then Andrew reminded me that it was a new character named Abby. Oh yeah, Abby. Mm-hmm. 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 I was like, I love Abby in this. Yeah, Abby is beautiful. Stunning. Mm-hmm. Couture. Couture Stunner. Muppet. <laughs> yes. 
So we get the, you know, everyone's super jealous, of course. This is what this day is done for, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. we still have to apparently go to the night portion um, where a limo totally takes Susie to, like, a fucking castle, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where Clayton's waiting outside for her. It's just funny to note that Susie was a literal, like, Disney princess character mm-hmm. at Disneyland. So it's just, like, kind of like, okay, this is a little too oh. on the nose, if you ask me. Yeah, um, it's making a lot of sense. And, like, red is his favorite color. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And this guy, this old fucker who's singing, um, he's singing a song about ladies in <laughs> red. Lady red. Lady in red. I checked this, Danica. Yeah. I checked online. I looked. Roses are red. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Can yeah. you believe? And I'm kind of like, mm, okay. Hmm. Do you hmm. know that? I read somewhere that roses are like a a, a death thing. <laughs> They're not like celebration flowers. They're like <laughs> anyway. That's beside the point. I also might have seen that on the office. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe that's factual. I either researched or casually absorbed it through Dwight from the office. So we learn a second trauma from um, Susie, and apparently that her parents were poor. Um... <laughs> wow, <laughs> Danica would not relate. <laughs> No, can't relate. <laughs> can't relate to that. Um, and Clayton is just, like, so happy for her that he could spoil her even though she was poor. But she wasn't poor. People, like, she's middle class. Um, and he just thinks that she's amazing. She's so wonderful, everybody. Clayton just thinks she's so amazing. I like I think she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. No, I think yeah. he wants to fuck. Yeah. Like, I would fuck her, too. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Brave. Brave of you to admit. <laughs> I still feel like you would get... fuck a really beautiful woman. Yeah, I know. Might get me in trouble somehow. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, we have to talk about this moment <laughs> where the like, old man is singing and then at the end he just like, whispers, I love you. <laughs> it, and it's like, it's funny because it happens in the original song and like, I know this song and I asked Andrew like, wait, does that happen in the original song too? And we like looked it up and it, he does do that in the original song as well. And it's just, it's really gross though. <laughs> I love you. That's how we're going to end the podcast. Yes, we, um, we have to remember that. <sighs> so. Will we though? No, never. No. Um, <laughs> we have a final group day before hometowns. I'm also just like hometowns are here. What? I don't. I still don't know two thirds of these women's names. Uh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> God. So like, much to Genevieve's chagrin, she's on the date along mm-hmm. with Sarah, Teddy, Rachel, and Gabby. Um, the date card. <laughs> quoted freud for some reason how bold one gets when one is sure of being loved okay Mm. um so yeah we're just going to sit on a therapist couch kind of and we have an austrian psychoanalyst who i just have to say what (laughs) like um I now understand why people are afraid of going to therapy, mm-hmm. and it's because of this person. Like, not necessarily because of what was talked about, but her response after, which we will get to, mm-hmm. 
Um, but even her entire time, like, talking to them was just really, like, mm. Yeah. I, oh, so... It is like, it's, it's like a total character of, like, that guy's like, so tell me about your dad. Hmm, does that make you feel weird? Why wouldn't you open up to us? I mean, hmm. if she if she's working based on a model of Freud, that would make sense, right? Like, isn't he a mommy-daddy issues person? I don't know. I haven't taken Psych 101 since I was, like, 20. But I really did feel like an armchair expert at that point. Yeah. Um. So, basically, uh, I am not even going to try to pronounce this woman's name. Um, she informs the ladies that, you know, Vienna is the birthplace of Freud and the hometown of modern psychotherapy. You should maybe update those guidelines a little bit. Um, it's basically a practice that's all about unveiling the deepest layers of fears, emotions, anxieties, etc. So it's like basically everyone reveal your trauma today or else. Um, because uh, I almost said Colton that time. I really did. Um, Clayton is sending basically half of you home this week. So it's like reveal now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, um, and like there's always an unspoken theme to when they normally reveal traumas on the show that is what you just said, but it's very mild unspoken. It's like just kind of like, mm-hmm. no, I mean, I wouldn't send you home, right? But this is like blatant. This is like the last chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean like most people get like a chance in a one-on-one, but this mm-hmm. is the week where it's like um do it with all four of you here now or mm-hmm. you know or do it in your one-on-one or you're going home basically <laughs> which it uh isn't super gross at all yeah um so yeah uh oh we'll call her dr Catherine. Mm-hmm. um dr Catherine is gonna lead a couple's therapy session with clayton and each of the women um, just trying to figure out who's the hot mess and who is here for the right reasons, baby. <laughs> um, and this, of course, totally has the intro of this all has the very intended effect. It works. All the women start freaking out. Um, and as anyone as anyone would and should. <laughs> but we start yeah. to get we start to get the Genevieve of it all, which is she's like, I've never been to therapy for a reason. <laughs> because this is what we think it is like that's me like yeah. i'm like uh if this is what i thought therapy was i wouldn't fucking go either hello mm-hmm. um i don't like talking about things that make me upset and crying <laughs> fair <laughs> i do I that I, normally i know i do that on my own alone as as is meant to be i'm just kidding i totally support therapy but um Jenna, have you ever been to couples therapy before? Is this what couples therapy is like? I haven't, so I can't I can't speak mm. to it. I feel like I only watch it on TV and it is always fucked up. I feel like it never is representative of like what it probably is, right? Mm-hmm. Like on all if, shows and movies. Seriously, if this is what couples therapy is like, I'm super out and I will just uh divorce my spouse as it was meant to be. And I think Yeah. And I, and I think that there are there can actually be problems with, like, a lot of, you know, couples therapy. Mm-hmm. I feel like the therapist really has to has their work cut, cut out for them, you know, being able to be there for both, you know, people in the session and not, like, try to take sides or I, I can't – cannot actually even imagine um, how hard mm-hmm. that would be. Um, but the, Dr. Catherine's not doing anything. <laughs> Dr. Catherine – 
is doing a bad job. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. So Gabby's up first. Um, she has a she whispers a lot too. She's very like <laughs> a weird strange speaker. <laughs> she like has a little bit of a sexy baby thing yes. going on, doesn't she? Like she's a little bit like Marilyn Monroe, like, um, well I I actually this is I don't even remember what her trauma was. Um, yeah. Oh, probably. My parents are actually divorced. And, yeah. Um, I think it's her mother. She, her mother withdrew. My mother withdrew like um, love and affection a lot, and so I have a very like, uh, you know, weird attachment style. And then Doctor Catherine's like, "Isn't that fascinating?" Like <laughs> 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 <a> bitch. <laughs> And oh, this is my favorite. I love that you put this in notes because this is probably the part that really like threw me and threw me by me that like fell off my couch laughing. When Clayton's like, he says, I believe that I can give you, Gabby, the security and stability that you need. How and where and why have did you think that you can? Not saying that you're a bad person, but I no. know nothing about your relationship history that leads me to believe that you are. Also, I'm just like. If I, like, we all have complicated relationships with each of our family members, right? I don't think I've ever been in, like, a healthy place where I'm like, you know what? My partner should replace my mother <laughs> in my life. Um, I think it would be great, Colton. Clayton, shit, I did it. Um, Clayton, for you to just, like, take the place of my, like, mother Mm-hmm. And that would result in a really, really fine and lovely relationship. Like, they're separate relationships. Come on. Um, we get Teddy next. Um, we don't, unfortunately, we don't get to see her get the third degree by Dr. Catherine. Um, I wrote unfortunately, but I don't know that I mean unfortunately. <laughs> I think, like, Teddy probably did okay. <laughs> Good for her. And then we get to the crux of it all. Um, Genevieve um, looks horrible or miserable. She's just, like, not ready for this. Um, She's like, I I don't like talking about my feelings. And so I try to kind of put it off as much as I can. Dr. Catherine urges her to express her feelings, but Genevieve can simply not do it. Um, She just, like, stumbles and says, like, um, fuck, I think. (laughs) She's, like, sweating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would for be her. too. I'm really proud of her for not giving us a damn thing. Like, Same. a damn thing. I don't know if it's parental trauma. I don't know if it's relationship trauma. I don't know if one of her dogs died right before she came on the show. I don't fucking know, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that when you're in, like, what are they at? Like, top six right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, mm-hmm. You gotta uh-huh. know that uh-huh. you're going home. Uh-huh. No need to, like, uh-huh. put on an affair for this guy and, like, potentially, like, reveal a lot of things on TV in front of people who are incredibly unforgiving, including ourselves, for, like, no fucking reason. Like, just go. And, like, she seemed totally fine with that. Like, he, at a certain point... um kind of stops the session like it takes him that long to figure out she's just not that into him (laughs) and then he like will like walk her out and just be like hey i'm just not getting a whole lot from you 
And she's like, yeah, you're right. I do have a lot of walls up, don't I? It seems like you have good relationships with other people. Is this a hint enough for you that I don't want to be here either? And then just, like, leaves. And it's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (sighs) I hated him in this moment to an extent. But, I mean, I'm I'm happy he's, I mean, like, I'm glad they just, she left, you know? She should have left mm-hmm. before, she like, herself. I think she should have, Literally. like, like been like, I'm leaving and I'm going to go. Um, and, I mean, you know. Also, just, Clayton, like, how do you expect her to open up when, like, last week you were with the actual villain of the show calling her an actress? Oh, my God. Like, how is she supposed to feel comfortable, like, opening up to you? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You just, like, baselessly accused her of, like bullshit and then like did a like 180 basically and like kept her there like but you I I don't feel like there was any like hey I actually apologize for like saying that you're a shitty person and that you were like faking things and lying because I like didn't know what I you know like yeah yeah that would have been a good thing for him to open up in therapy about yes like hey actually I think she might be having a hard time opening up because I was an asshole last week like Like, don't trauma dump for this guy. Trauma dump when you're <laughs> drunk and with people who you don't know very well. Come on, the pod. As God intended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I do, you know, I'm sad that she, I hope she didn't feel like she was a failure in this moment. She said she has some stuff to work on as she leaves in the limo, but I am I think she's going to be fine. She, I liked her. She had more character than half of these people. Yeah. Or like um entertainment to her in my opinion. I wanted to see more. Right. I loved her I loved her face play. Like Gabby's face, great. Genevieve also good face mm-hmm. play. Yeah. Um, I I will say like maybe if if Genevieve was an actress, that's fucking awesome and she did a great job. <laughs> like if she like this is not an accusation. If she was though, she did the right move. Like mm-hmm. she left with grace and was like, "Oh, yeah, I do actually have some things I need to work on. When really, like, I just wasn't that into this guy. Like, she played it off well, in my yeah. opinion, if yeah. that's what happened. Mm-hmm. She's the real Meryl Streep. Oh, <laughs> love that for her. Um. So then Rachel, who is a claymation elf character from the Rankin-Bass Rudolph film. Stop! Um, goes up next. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? Like, she literally no. looks... <laughs> she looks like the, like... The elves dressed in pink in the old Claymation Rudolph movie. I was, I've been trying this whole season to figure out what she looks like to me. Like, and I think that's where I'm landing. Um, I don't know what I think that's like the most brutal. <laughs> it's not even bad because she's pretty. It's like, she's it's pretty. Good, but like, that was the most accurate. Like, she just does. I'm sorry. Oh my God, I can't. She says, it's been really difficult. Um, Still, she trusts that Clayton will make the best decision for him. Clayton loves it, Abby, <laughs> but um, he's a little worried that the pressure of watching him date other women will be too much for Rachel to handle. Foreshadowing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, we can talk about this at the end, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, final four, I, like, want to know, like, your draft pick, because mm-hmm. I don't pay attention to the actual draft picks, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Rachel's, like, up there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So then, like, back, you know, where all the other women are, um, 
Sarah is kind of talking about how excited she is for her turn on the couch. I love therapy because I like talking about my problems to someone and my connection to Clayton is really good. And like Gabby's making this like rotten face, you know, like Gabby's really good at rotten face. I do love that about her. Um, But I'm just like, I mean, maybe we can talk about this later, but I'm just like so confused about why people are so just like revolted with this. Like, oh, you actually like you've been to therapy and you feel good about yourself and what's going on. And like, why is that a bad thing? It's projection. It's just yes. classic. It's just classic projection. I mean, truly, people don't really? like people who like are working on themselves, and that's fine. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be like just get your life together. Absolutely not what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um. Absolutely not what I'm saying. But I do think I because I because I do it too, right? I'm like, oh, look at that person like gets up in the morning and writes in their journal, you know, and I fucking call those people monsters because I will never write in a journal, and that makes me feel bad about myself. Like, yeah. I think they're bad people, but that's because I hate myself, you know? Yeah. So it's very it's relatable. Like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it also goes back into the whole, like, I don't know. I think it might go back into, like, the being, like, 23 of it all. Mm-hmm. Where, like, you know what your energy was like when you were 23 and you, like, thought that you knew everything and you had your whole life together and you had, like, all this shit done. Like I think she's just at a like a different like stage in her life than everyone else and she hasn't she hasn't turned 25 so like once you can like once you can run to car you also get the pile of shame that exists from every decision you ever made and like you no longer feel good about yourself because you applied for 25 jobs you didn't get you know like that yeah. just hasn't hit her yet at 100% and I think so it's again like projection of like a jealousy and envy of her not getting to that age yet. Damn, yes. that is so succinct. Wow. Yeah. No, like when you rent a car, you realize like now you like everything is yours. Like and and by the, the entire world, the guilt of everything, the whole yeah. pressure of everything is on you. When your brain is fully formed, you lose everything else. <laughs> it fucking sucks. All hope, all confidence, all and reasons to live yeah it just goes down the hole damn god we're doing Sorry. great y'all um I'll, I'll promise you but by the time you get to 34 you don't care anymore again and it's pretty dope when you just like don't care at all about anything um i can't wait so yeah it's good times so um sarah sit down sits down with clayton and dr Catherine, and she goes on and on about how therapy is great and i'm like yeah brother <laughs> Exactly. I love this. She uses a tool to examine herself and find ways to be better. So that means that she's performative, apparently. Um, Cool, hot, beautiful. Like, yeah. yeah, Like, they get some of those, like, questions that, like, oh, I wonder how Dr. Catherine came up with these, given it's their first session. It's just like, hello, producers. (laughs) Nice to see you again. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, Where she's like, have you ever felt judged by Clayton or some of the other girls? And she talks about how hard the past week has been on her. Um, Like, some people are, like, insinuating that I just, like, have all this confidence. And I think I am the one getting engaged at the end. And it's just, like, really hurtful to hear those kinds of things. Um, and, And, yeah, like, it's... Clayton starts saying a sentence that's like, oh, yeah, my intuition was telling me. And then it's just like, 
when we try to think about what Clayton's intuition looks like, it's like that scene in Arrested Development where it's like footage not found. <laughs> like, sir, what the fuck has your intuition been this entire season? Like, I, I'm sorry. You like literally, you sweet dumbass. Like, I don't see any of it. Um. And then he's like, oh, I feel really good about, like, where Sarah and I are at. And we pushed through all the drama. And then Dr. Catherine comes in with <laughs> the cruel take. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe that this is, like, the footage that, like, went through. I hope, like, I mean, I hope this affects her business. But I also don't think anyone in Austria will watch this. So it's just like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're just going to get to keep practicing, huh? <laughs> Fucking stupid. And well, oh. everyone was really great and wonderful, but there was somebody that was, well, we'll call it performative. Clayton is dumbstruck. What? Can, people are not being just as dumb as I am. They're being <laughs> they're being calculated? I don't even know how to use a calculator. Mm-mm. Math, um, not my strong suit. And uh, all the women look uh, rightly horrified because... Even though we're, we find out it's Sarah, um, or whatever, which it's not, but anyway, for the sake of the show, the producers, it's Sarah that's the problem child. All five of them are like, what did I do wrong? That's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. All of them were just like, oh, God. I think that's like the opposite point of what therapy is supposed to be about. <laughs> if your therapist makes you feel even more insecure and weird about yourself like i just don't know if that that session or that therapist is necessarily right for you i mean like obviously there are some times when you might have to absorb but um just after doing five like couple sessions if it's like here's a vague post about why all of you are the problem yeah then Jesus maybe Christ. not maybe not a great session <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Per our last email, everyone's fucked. Um, somebody needs to go home. So, you know, basically getting to later on the night, like, Clayton's like, I need to figure out who did this, who's the liar, who's the problematic person. All the girls are talking about how it's clearly Sarah, and she's the problem person because she's been doing all these, like, weird things. She's just been really, like, confident being manipulative to us by, like, telling us all these things. So Rachel totally... Um, I, for me, very performative. Rachel's so that performative. Is what I thought. Oh my god. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I feel like Rachel's the one that's being performative in this moment for sure. Yeah. Like Clayton's not even. I mean, he had talked about how he does want to know, like what's happening, but she just really just goes a little too extra and is like, oh, I just feel really insecure, and I feel like I've I've been thinking about going home and. The reason I do that is because I have Sarah constantly telling me and Teddy, like, all these extra details about your relationship that's just making me really feel insecure. And I'm like, again, you're kind of, like, making yourself look bad. Clayton, of course, doesn't see it that way. But, Mm -hmm. like, me, if I was on that date, I'd be like, okay, like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, I think when I was watching it again today, I, like... It was, like, puppy dog tears, right? And Mm -hmm. she was just, like, really leaning into him. And it was, like, a lot of... Like, she managed to produce tears, which was the only difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, like... (laughs) But it did feel very just, like... Oh, like, can I lean into your chest? Because I'm just feeling really, like, 
insecure and like it's just like dude like he loves you like shut up come on now if this is like the worst problem you guys are having then that doesn't bode well yeah i'm like a little concerned for like your life if you're gonna end up with this man if like mm-hmm. another woman's confidence is gonna rock you to the core so badly right right yeah i mean but i mean like i'm not saying that jealousy and like insecurity doesn't happen or shouldn't happen right but it's, it's like fair, yeah uh, to be like on a show like this and to be just like actively talking to other women about how one woman is making you feel insecure i feel like is weird ignore mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ignore her, ignore her. <laughs> Be confident in your... Uh, he's giving you every assurance, so mm-hmm. you're good. But, yeah, but, like, so... Wait, go ahead. Oh, so, like... Yeah, basically, Rachel is, like, talking to him, and she was, like, she told us the details of the whole day and was saying, like, we have this connection, you guys are crying together, and then when I talked to me and Teddy, we were, like, I don't know how we're ever going to, like, get there with him, and I'm just, like... um then try harder like i don't know like like i don't you can't just like force something to be there but like also you guys are in top six like you didn't send yourselves home so like i don't know how that fear is like the most relevant thing right now except for you guys probably just want her to go home and like because otherwise like wouldn't you have brought it up like on the first Mm -hmm. one-on-one you know Mm -hmm. like Mm-hmm. Um, and then so he's like, she said I cried. I didn't cry. <laughs> I'm not a pussy, you know, like just like dumb Literally. shit. <laughs> he's like, there was no truth to it, and like Rachel's like full on crying, whimpering about how Sarah is manipulating the situation, like, and like forcing other women to like pull away from him basically Mm -hmm. and like i'm just like a thousand questions in my head because part of me is like i can't figure out this season of the show at all i've been wrong literally at every turn so i'm not even saying like maybe this is why they chose a dumbass you know like they didn't want people to be able to like spoil or predict anything but also like i mean i'm just like not understanding or like seeing how sarah is necessarily like manipulating things if that makes sense yeah like i think if anything she could be guilty of like white lies yeah yeah but i don't see that as like a a huge threat if that makes sense like no if she's talking about how great her date was it's probably because you guys asked her and she talked Mm -hmm. about it and when we get to later on when he confronts sarah she says something along the lines of, like, I was there for every other woman when they had moments. So am I not yeah. allowed Am I not allowed to express my, like, feelings? And the, the subcontext of that is, like, can she not express her joy? Can she not express yeah. her sadness without it being a problem for you? And if you want to get into the racial aspects of it, you know, like, Shanae was able to cry and be a menace for six weeks Sarah is having feelings and crying, and now she's this manipulating fake bitch who gets cut yeah. in one week. Like, uh, right? Like, I, I think that was like one of the first things I texted you about. Like, after you'd finished watching the show, was like, like there are two possible mm-hmm. like things we could consider here. Like, one, the generous take of all of this is that he learned his lesson with Shanae and learned how to take women's feedback seriously. 
Or two, he wasn't super into Sarah, so it was an easy out where he got to look like he was taking a stand in front of the women he was actually horny for without having to have the actual hard conversation of saying, I don't actually have feelings for you. So, Bingo! <laughs> I mean, I think probably two is true, mm-hmm. but I think he's probably going to try to play up the first one yeah. in, like, the women tell all yeah. session when he yeah. and Sarah eventually start talking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. He didn't like Sarah. Not that he hated her. You know, he just, he, I'm not going to choose her, right? And mm-hmm. and now, yeah, it's, a, it's the same with Genevieve. I mentioned that in my reply to you. I said, yeah, he took an easy way out. No, Like, no one was expecting him to choose either of these women. So, wow. you know, these are, like, just, like, simple. So now, and it comes off like, yeah, he's now, like, understanding his, his you know, what would you say earlier? His uh, intuition that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> What intuition? I think, like, really, like, truly, if Sarah is guilty, like, of anything, aside from, like, fibbing. But, again, we haven't seen that. Like, Mm -hmm. the producers could have put that Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. Like, if they wanted us to know that Mm -hmm. Sarah was wrong and, like, lying. But, like, it's there. So it's just, like, the public's opinion, you know, like, the people's court rules or whatever. But, like, really, if she's guilty of anything... It's, like, not being an expert at navigating, like, interpersonal relationships at the age of 23, you know? Like... Yeah, that's, like, totally reasonable. <laughs> that's it, you know? And, like... And, and like, how is she going to manage three or four different women's um, egos? When they're not talking to her about it, they're mm-hmm. only talking to him. So it's, like, how is mm-hmm. she supposed to be, like, oh, I didn't actually know you guys felt that way. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it's, like, one of those, like, weird, like, jealousy things where, like, you guys come, like, and again, like, we we only know what we're seeing on the TV, so it's, like, all of these things could have happened, none of these things could have happened, but it's, mm-hmm. like, if you guys would have talked to her and just been, like, hey, it actually, like, really bothers me when you talk to me about this, and she continued, that's a shitty thing to do, right? Yes, but, exactly, like, but they had, they had not had that talk to her, so, like... Yeah. What is she? So, like, of course. Like, you're going to come back from a date and just talk. Like, they make everybody fucking do all the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be uncomfortable. But, like, also it's, like, one of those weird things where, like, you're talking to a friend who's dating the same person as you. And there's just feelings there. And That's allowed. Yeah. And in regards to when she came back after the second one-on-one date where she kind of unloaded on Mara and all of them, she would have not been in that headspace had if Mara not and, well, no, but had Mara not like thrown her under the bus ira- right. like for no reason or whatever. Like yeah. she was only that date was a nightmare. <laughs> and she right. was upset because she got outed as not being here for the right reason. So she if you guys didn't want her to come back and like talk about her date, then don't do that. So like when especially yeah. when Mara was attacking her, I was like, if you are mad at Mara, like you started that. Like you literally got that. You got her upset. So like she's allowed to have that response and you're allowed mm-hmm. to also have your feelings about it, but like she's not just like suddenly coming home and being like he thinks you're going home. It's like no, he only thinks you're going home if he said that because you said this. Right. <laughs> you said I wasn't ready. So like so yeah, it's just like a mess. I'm, we're we're giving this. We don't know Sarah, but like I just don't like this narrative. Yeah, it and was Clay, yeah, ugly and Clayton's like, um, you know, I t- I to bring Sarah to side for like a total come to Jesus moment. He's just like, the women have said all this stuff, everything we just said, and she's just like, uh, uh, 
no. <laughs> um, she's like, I want to be super clear that I've not said any of those things. Um, she cries about being thrown under the bus and other girls are being jealous and a target on my back. Um, she says that what I said earlier, she, I've been a sounding board for them. Why am I not allowed to talk about my feelings? Um, I've thought about leaving too, cause I've been, you know, attacked. And then Clayton, I mean, this shithead, he's like, I really do want to let you know that it seemed like you were just trying to fake cry to me. And I don't believe you. <laughs> the fuck? I, I don't, I'm going to be honest, like I don't know 100% how to feel about this situation because when I first saw it, Andrew and I were talking. Uh, yeah, this is what Monday is like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we're just like kind of like two beers in, mostly only talking and then like we'll see something and we'll be like, what the fuck? When I first saw it, I was like, I don't know what they're talking about with this like fake cry situation. When I watched it again today, I kind of understood it. So I think okay. there's like... Okay, good. All right. Because I didn't rewatch I, it. So yeah. I think this is one of those things where like two... It's a it's a nuance thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, two things can be true at once potentially. But yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think when I saw it today, I was like, oh, why are they putting this like music over it mm, mm-hmm. like we're mm-hmm. not to believe her because there's this like question mark music on mm-hmm. it where like mm-hmm. we know he's not going to believe her because there's just like this like you know mm-hmm. kind of shit happening whereas mm-hmm. like if it were like a different music segment we would as an audience feel probably a different way about it yep yeah 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 but like I can see where he's coming from, but there are also times in my life where, like, I hear people telling me the truth, and, like, I'm a crybaby, but mm-hmm. I don't cry all the time. Like, I will often, like, wait until I'm, like, by myself to, like, process, mm-hmm. decompress, like, feel mm-hmm. all of those feelings, and so, like, yeah, it did look like she was fake crying, but we have no idea what her, like, processing things looks like yeah. for yeah. her. I mean, and I like, could totally understand crying and then stopping crying, you know, when yeah. you like when you realize the man you're talking to is like not into you anymore. I'd be like, oh, I'm okay. I'm not going to give you anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like uh, I I mean, it's one of those things too where like um I've been in situations where like I felt incredibly emotional but was just like trying to like save face because I felt embarrassed mm-hmm. and just like stop like choked up truly and just like shoved the emotion somewhere else so that I could get through that moment without feeling overwhelmed embarrassed Mm -hmm. like all of those things Mm -hmm. and there are obviously times when that hasn't worked out for me but it's just like a really weird thing to have someone accuse you of faking it when they're not even really trying to have a conversation with you in the first place. Like, mm-hmm. he came to that conversation, I feel like, knowing mm-hmm. what he was already going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's fine for him, but, mm-hmm. like, I just don't know. I feel, I feel, I guess, for both of them in this situation, but it just seemed, like, really unnecessary, I guess, overall yeah. to me. Yeah, agreed. Um <laughs> I feel like you could get to this situation another way than like torturing all these women with therapy things. Seriously. But yeah, so he's like, he just ultimately lands on, I don't believe you. Um, 
and he sends her home. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um, it's I, I'm happy for Sarah. What I, she posted a screen. She posted a story the other night that I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, wasn't it like I haven't been on very much, but I'm very much looking forward to like the women tell all or the after the final rose or whatever. Yeah, and then she says, um, "If you're." Uh, Number three, don't ever settle for a man who speaks down to you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah, regardless of whether it was fake or not, or I don't really know. Clayton doesn't know for sure, right? He is, like, accusing her of something pretty um, heinous. Yeah. Um, So it's not great. Um, Unless, of course, she, I guess, was or whatever. But, like, again, like, that's what Shanae was doing. So, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Shanae got to stay around for fucking ever. Ugh, gross. Um, he... Shanae's probably still here. We just don't know. <laughs> she's behind me. He comes back <laughs> to the other women and he's like, okay, I finally did what you guys wanted me to do and I sent her home. But I'm not going to give any of you the fuckers the rose because I don't trust anyone right now. Um, rightly so. Um, yeah. So lastly, with 20 minutes left in the episode, we get to see Serene. Uh, wonder if this is the reason why Serene only has like a fucking like fourth of the followers that everyone else has. Because even though she's had two dates, I feel like I've seen her for 10 total minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, she is basically like going to. Um... Well, also, it it's racism, too. <laughs> Well, it, I, yes, I put that in the notes later too. Like, it's also lots of other things. Yeah. But the producers and like production is not helping. No, and, and they're also already exists. Yeah, and they're also leaning into that racism of that also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aside from normal bachelor racism things, um, <laughs> we have, yeah, again, like 20 minutes left in the episode, a very dramatic rose ceremony to get through, which, you know, they couldn't cut that out in any anyway. Um, so they talk for a little bit about like what meeting the parents would be like. Uh, the last guy Serene had brought home was her high school boyfriend. They kind of discuss her past relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we she kind of just tells him that she's falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I like. I believe we don't see I a ton. Too. We don't see a ton of them all the time, but I do think that when we see them, when we do see them, there seems to be, like, a connection. There's a spark. Yeah. yeah. You know, she smiles a lot when she's with him, and um, they seem cute. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. They're cute. We almost you know get what? we almost get information about Clayton's, like, past relationships, because she references, like, the high school boyfriend of it all, and then he's like, right. I relate to you, but then he didn't give us anything else, and I was like, God damn it! He probably just went into a deep, dark sexual history where they're like, bleep, like, we can't go through any of this. Um, so Hinge has blocked my account because I've fucked too many women. So instead we get, wow. You know? I can't tell you how happy that makes me to hear that. Um, they smooch. She gets the rose. She's our first, I think, person on Final Four? Or second? Second, remember. Susie. Oh, Susie. I forgot about her. Mm-hmm. Oops. Um, and then they paint in front of the kiss painting 
it's like famous and it looks like they're wearing a quilt and it was like actually kind of cute i felt i felt like my little icy heart melt a little bit for me i was laughing because that painting looks like the woman's neck is broken and he's like we're gonna recreate this kiss under and i was like is he gonna break her neck (laughs) yes and he tried i love it he went with his massive hands (laughs) so um Basically, we get to our final rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. Jesse, of course, does the thing. I want to say, like, before we say who the final four are, were you surprised? I was surprised about Teddy. Well, I was very surprised about Teddy, and then I thought about it. I, I was, you got me. I was like, I was surprised, and then I thought about it. And I was like, well, no, of course. Of course, these four yes. women are, are in the final four. But, like, I, I, I remember watching it and being like, uh, uh, because like I, he was gonna totally pick Teddy, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then I thought so. He gave her, her his first impression rose, and like they've had a lot of screen time together. And see, he's not doing it right. I, it's not my brain that's fucked up. He's not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> like, you. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> you're the trauma of the last couple months for you is not affecting <laughs> your ability to critique this show. <laughs> He's just doing his own experience wrong, okay? Um, but yeah, so our final four are Susie, Serene, Rachel, and Gabby, mm-hmm. uh, which oh, means oh. we have to say... Well, I guess, oh. like, I, I, he could have left... He could have kicked Gabby out. Yeah. That would have it been was, the flip. Yeah. Because I... I I don't know. I I guess like I haven't been paying super attention, so I was like, get rid of Rachel because she was faking last night. But he's never gonna get rid of Rachel. We all know <laughs> this. But yeah, Teddy was a bit of a surprise to me. And this is again just a symptom of men not doing it right. Like yeah. if you give someone your first impression rose, they should be there. Mm-hmm. But um I think I have landed on this is the horniest man we've seen since Nick Fial. <laughs> and Teddy had that conversation where she was like, I'm a virgin. And mm-hmm. he was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You don't look like a virgin. What the fuck does that mean? Um, <laughs> but I think he really, like, given what we've seen, he, like, I think he might be a person where he's like, once we get physically intimate, I'm going to know who my person is, mm-hmm. which is not unfair. No, it's not. But, like, I think that he sent a bunch of people home because he just wasn't, like, there horny-wise, or it would be a fucked up thing to, like, take someone's virginity if you didn't know for sure, even though I don't think that was the conversation she had with him. Like, I don't think she was, like... I think it was almost, ew, never mind. I'm not going to compare her to Ashley. I, (laughs) but I don't think it was like a, I'm saving it for like religious reasons. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. It was a, um, yeah. She specifically said it wasn't for that, but yeah, just haven't met the right guy or whatever. Right. But it's like, and he's not that guy clearly. Um, and that's fine. And that's good for him to have seen that and Mm -hmm. done the correct thing. So I'm like, we're good. It's good, good for on her. Him. Yeah, good on him. Good on her. Everything's but also, fine. <laughs> I mean, we saw in the preview that his dad also told him, you fucked a dog. He's so Like, boring. you had sex with a dog. That's why people are so mad at you. And what did he, he actually say? 
I he hate screwed, this podcast, too. He screwed the pooch. He screwed the pooch. Yeah, he fucked a dog, so he can't, you know, like, Teddy couldn't be there. But, yeah, I mean, Teddy actually did surprise me, like, mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it just, it surprised me because I just assumed the show would want that. To ha- not to maybe take her to fantasy, but to at least take her to the hometown. Um, because that still would have been a good amount of drama, because, like, her parents mm-hmm. probably would have brought it up or something. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. And I also thought they had, I mean, they had some kind of chemistry. But I, I think you're absolutely right. I think he was like, yes, yes, yes. And I also agree, yeah, he, he's the kind of guy, well, and I would be the two, it, is that you want to have intimacy with these people for you to really know, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. And so, I guess, again, like the we're giving him a moment of praise the correct the correct choice <laughs> i'll drink to that mm-hmm. he is fucking um, horny dude and like i don't i don't know it I, i'm i hate the future of him exposing that he had sex with all of them to them without their consent i hate that yeah so weird yeah and we will get into that when it happens but 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 the part of me that likes the fact that he was intimate with all three of them, I like that part. Like I don't think that's wrong. Ish. I don't think that's wrong either. It's just like I, that's how I would do. I like wouldn't have been in a serious relationship with people if I haven't like been intimate with them. Yeah, you know, at some point. But I know that the show structures differently. But at the same time, the show also structures the fact that you they, you have three overnight dates. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, I know many people just talk, you know, and they don't actually have sex, but. Yeah, it just, it feels to me like a really intense, like, violation of people's privacy, I guess. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I don't think they knew he was going to say that. No, no, yeah, all of that's horrible, and I am truly. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, like, I, I hope it didn't sound like earlier that I was like, oh, shame on him for fucking them and the dog no, um, no. it's more of the, i think I'm that, just find it fascinating because we haven't had a lead like this in a while mm-hmm. like you said who who that we know actively had sex with all the other people yeah and i i think that like they all have like room to like feel those feelings mm-hmm. uh, i it's i think it's one of those like nuanced things like everyone is right and i hate everyone in this mm-hmm. situation yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, like, definitely room for, like, big feelings Mm -hmm. coming up soon. Um, (laughs) I just, um, yeah, Bachelor Nation is proving to be kind of the same space it's always been, (laughs) as it turns out. Oh, wow. Huh. I thought it would have evolved. Um, Fascinating. Hmm. But you and I have evolved, and we're... We're enjoying this? I don't are we? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> I don't know. Um I am looking forward to seeing like the women tell all. Yeah. And I guess like I wanted to know like what your predictions were for oh, yeah. mm-hmm. end of season. That. Cause I think I have like I I've seen I am not spoiled, but mm-hmm. I've seen some like theories that i think Mm -hmm. make sense Mm -hmm. but it's just based on all of those clips we've seen i know over and over but they're all kind of 
fabricated and weird. Because and- literally, they had Genevieve in those clips early in the season. Early, you know, right. like, early previews. She was yeah. one of the women there. But she's not. So... I, like, I wonder what that feels like to be her. Isn't that great? Like, yeah. No, <laughs> no, that's not it. But you can't <laughs> I, say anything. Um. So I mean, but yeah, I think. Yeah. Wow. Um. I guess I'm assuming Rachel. Rachel, Susie. Oh God. And Serene. Or Gabby. Fuck. I don't or know. Gabby. Go through to the fantasy yeah. suites. I really don't know. Because, again, we saw Gabby in those scenes as well. But, again, I don't trust that. That could be um, the yeah. rose ceremony for the hometowns. Um, but, regardless, I do think it's going to be between Rachel and probably Susie. Yeah, um, I think so, too. And then, I and again, not spoiled, but I would imagine he probably would just pick Rachel and Susie will become the Bachelorette. Um, yeah, I, I've seen some, like, theories that are, like, regardless of who he chooses, they end up kind of waffling. Yeah. Or, well, like, he's backing a man. out. Because he's yeah. an idiot. <laughs> but, like, they you... choose to leave just because of, like, the information. Oh, that'd be pretty good. I saw a thing that, like, I guess Pilot Pete did a fucking you know on his podcast was like i think no one's gonna be with him i was like you would say that sir because you've been there and you didn't end up with anyone so dude he needs someone in his corner pilot pete needs someone to get it and then i saw another article that clayton apparently is reaching out to um nick matt james (sighs) and uh one other douchebag for for Matt's fine. Matt's fine. He, no, 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 yeah. But I'm more laughing at the Nick and like whatever the other white guy was. I can't remember. Is it Ari? I know I want to say it is, but like I don't think it is. I'm going to look it up real quick. Oh my goodness. I mean, like good on him for reaching out for support. He obviously can't reach out to therapists because no one's helping him in that oh, arena. Okay. No, what's funny about that is the post has the picture of. Nick, Matt, and Clayton, but I assumed it was Colton, and so I, I assumed that Clayton reached out to Colton, Matt, James. And oh Nick. my god! And now it's like funny because no, he just only reached out to the two men, and it's just a photo of Clayton. But I really thought it was Colton. So yeah, we're doing great, everybody. Um, Everyone's for doing well. Sticking around this far of the season, and uh, we uh, we're excited for the next couple episodes. Are we? I just have to say it. You just have to say it with confidence, okay? Let's let's be a Sarah and have too much confidence. Right. I have confidence in sunshine. <laughs> this is the this is the sound of music reference I wanted. Ugh. Okay. Right. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Bye guys. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Descartes Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Bye. 
Hello, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, Well, Why Not? Not. Join us every Monday as we discuss movies, science, technology, history. Sometimes I think about all the different things we talk about and they're not even categories. Because you know what? We're geeky. We're nerdy. So like every millennial, we started a podcast. Because that's what we need more podcasts. Absolutely. Join us every Monday and listen to Well, Why Not, a podcast because... Just because. Just just really because we had this microphone. Well, why not? <laughs> For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.